Hey everyone, welcome to Scribe Book School, where you're gonna learn everything you need to know about how to write, publish, and market your book. In this episode, you're gonna learn how to choose your book idea. Now, this is a part of the positioning process, which you don't have to get perfect at first. You just need to get something down that's in the right direction. You'll have plenty of time to dial this in later on. So again, don't worry about having the perfect description, just get something down that answers the three questions we discussed in the episode. We're going to go to book idea now. So I want you to in the next section, write your book description. So now this is very simple. I don't expect you to be perfect with this. This is just a basic description, 150 words max. We're going to give you five minutes to do it. Probably less actually. And then we're going to hot seat someone. Uh, maybe one, uh, one, maybe two people. Here's the big key to writing your book description. Do not focus on the premise, meaning what your book's about. Focus on the promise, what they're going to get. Uh, I'll give you the template now we use. This is really simple. Don't expect this. You know on Amazon, Taylor, put in here that I need to put a link uh, or a, a picture of an Amazon page of a book. You know on Amazon, there's like the book here and they have the book description here. I don't expect you to write the final copy that's going to be on your Amazon page because that's like copywritten and all fancy. This is just a basic description of what your book is. Three sentences. What's the book about? Who's the ideal reader? What do they get? Premise, audience, promise. And if you need two sentences for some of these, that's fine. But the, the more brief you can do it, the better. This makes sense to everybody? All right. So on your template, write out what's the book about, who's the ideal reader, what are they going to get? Hey, Tucker, right on time, we're starting to see some comments about people who are starting to feel really lost and discombobulated. Will you revisit the idea that that is perfectly normal? So right now, if you're lost and discombobulated, that's pretty normal. Um, uh, it is. The problem, though, is if you're still, if you're completely discombobulated, then there's something off about one of the other things. Either your objectives are off or your audience is off and you are not getting them aligned, right? So uh, do we want to bring someone on as a quick hot seat who's discombobulated? Or that might just go, I mean, they, they might be. I think that'd be know, good. I, Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, Charlie, I have a comment from a guy named Andrew P who said he's feeling really discombobulated, not even sure if his book is worth writing. I don't know. If it may not be. No, I'm serious. I'm not being sarcastic. It may yeah. not be. The, so let me actually just say real quick for everybody. It is entirely possible in this process, you find that you do not have a book in you or you do not have the book in you you thought you had. That is normal. In fact, Taylor, put that, tell me I need to put that in the slides for the next one is tell people tell people this, like the, our process is not designed. I hate these fanciful bullshit. Everybody's got a book in them. You may not have this book in you, right? Everyone has a story to tell. I'm a big believer on that. And everyone can write a knowledge share book if they either have the knowledge or want to go get the knowledge. But it is entirely possible that right now, the book you think you want to write, you realize you either don't want to write it or you're not able to write it. That is possible. So that means you have to change the book you think you're going to write or just accept that right now you're not going to write a book. Either one's fine. It happens. Do you want to bring someone on? Yeah, let's bring on Jacqueline. All right. Jacqueline, how are you feeling about this process right now? 
Okay, so I'm the one. Oh, you can't see me. Is that okay? Do you care? Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. Okay. Nope. Um, I'm the one that's writing the tutoring book. Uh -huh. And I sat here for a moment and I was like, how do I want to start this? How do I even want to try to capture what it's about? Who's the, I know who the ideal readers are and I know what they get out of it. But then I was like, I don't even know what it's about because it's about the things I've learned in the last 20 years um, in teaching both in classrooms and out of classrooms and how to help individual students. So maybe that's what it is. You just described what it's about. Okay, good. I just couldn't get there because I sometimes <laughs> I, think I need to say things out loud versus write them down. Okay. All right. So, so then tell me right now, what's the book about? It's about how to, how to be an effective tutor for kids, right? It's how to support students who may not fit into the certain mold. They might not be lower. They might not be IEP kids. They might not be gifted kids. They're kids that fall through the cracks that we just sometimes teachers and parents just don't know what to do with. And in the last 20 years, as both a classroom teacher and a tutor in people's homes, and then a graduate student in education, I've kind of compiled a list of things that have been helpful and things that I've seen that I think would be helpful for parents and teachers. So this book is about how to help the kids that don't fit in the educate, how to, how to educate kids that don't fit in this system. Yes. Yeah, Thank there you, you go. Okay, That's cool. fantastic. What about that made you feel discombobulated? Because I couldn't because I'm really, um, I struggle with rules. So I feel like, like my biggest, the best thing about listening to this whole thing is Tucker saying things like nobody gives a shit because I struggle with like, I think it's supposed to be a certain way and it's supposed to go in a certain way. And when someone says do a thing, I'm like, oh, well, if I don't do it right the first time, it's bad. So sometimes the initial like prompt throws me. And then I honestly sometimes work better. I think I'm learning to, when I verbalize things versus when I write them down first. So I almost so, need to talk things out first before I actually write them. So which is totally normal, Jacqueline. This is super normal. We're going to talk tomorrow when I get into writing. We're going to talk about there's two different ways to write the book, typing it first or speaking it first. We're going to teach both tomorrow. Number one, let me back up for a second for you. Um, I haven't do dove into the therapeutic aspect of writing a book much. What would, but I'm going to do it right now. What if you just let go of all the judgment you have in you, of yourself, especially? Well, if I could do, if I had done that, I would have already written 10 books. But okay, if, well, why don't you do it? Because, why not do it? Why not do it right now? Uh, I, it, cause it's scary. It's just scary. What's scary about letting go of judgment? I'm with you, but. What, uh, I don't know. Um, I think what's so scary about it is. I, okay, so my biggest fear about, so I'm working on my PhD too. So there's a dissertation on the side, um, which is probably more important, but that's fine. Um, the scary part is that I know that once I deep dive into writing, I'm not going to want to do anything else. And I don't know how to balance. So my fear of writing is that I will shut myself out from my job and everything else because I'll be so engrossed with writing. So I don't let myself write. Who else what relates just, to that fear, by the way? Just leave it in the chat. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, well, what if you decided that you weren't going to be unbalanced? What if you decided that you were going, and we're going to talk about a writing plan tomorrow. It's, it's one of the first things we do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But what if you decided that you wouldn't do that? Um, I think that would be really cool. I think that, and I, the way that you say it, it sounds very like, we'll just do the thing, which I totally get because I say that to kids every day. Um, and I think the fear, it, I, and now that, I, now, it, now that you say it, I had a therapist say the same thing to me once. She was like, what if it just didn't matter anymore? 
And I was like, what do you mean if it just didn't matter? Of course it matters. And she's like, why? And I was like, I don't know. So I think that you ask a really good question that I probably need to sit with because pulling the trigger for me is the hardest part. So okay. Jacqueline, let, let, me, let me give you something else to sit with. We only let ourselves have what we believe we deserve. Yeah, I saw that tweet the other day. You might want to sit with the fact that part of you doesn't believe you deserve this yeah. and, work f and, and work through that. Because I, I mean, we've worked with a lot of people just like you, mm -hmm. which is why I know the triggers immediately. <laughs> your type is a very common type. Okay, okay that makes you feel better. Uh, right, no, it's very, very common. Like Hal, she's a spree. She's a spree devora, 100%. Oh, yeah. And spree yes. has still not finished her book two years later. No, she's not. An amazing girl. Way. I think, I think I Esprit's here, actually. Here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Esprit's Welcome. Esprit's here. Here. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, that's Esprit. I mean, you're just exactly her. Uh, and, and I mean that in a good way. I love Esprit. Um, uh, so, look, it, I'm, I know this is going to sound – I'm not being dismissive. This is the opposite of dismissive. Ooh. But what I'm telling you is every single issue you have, if you Ooh. actually turn and look at it, you'll realize is not there. Oh, yeah. But you've <sighs> got to turn and look at it. Okay. Because you're running from, I get it. I, I know exactly what you're doing. You're right. Now, deep down, there's no, no, absolutely no doubt that deep down, there's some shame. Uh, judgment comes from shame. There's some deep shame issues with you that you're going to eventually have to work through. Mm -hmm. um, but I like, well, I'm not trying to go there with this. Yes, you I can do, you can do your book without having to get into all of that. If you want to get into that, you can, it, it, but don't put that, don't put the shame issues on your book, right? Because okay. then, then the book will stop, right? What you can do is disconnect the things. You okay. can say, you can tell yourself whether I am worthy or not, that's a different discussion. The book doesn't mean I'm worthy. The book doesn't mean I'm unworthy. It's just the thing I'm doing. Huh. And I'm going to decide I'm going to do it. Wow. That makes a whole lot of sense because there is a lot of identity wrapped in this book because it's my career. And so there is a part of me that is always a little worried that someone's going to come along and be like, you really don't know what you're talking about. Why would you write this? So, uh, yeah, that's really profound. Thank you. I appreciate that. That was really helpful. Happy to help. That's why we're here. Awesome. Thanks, Tucker. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jacqueline. All right. What do you think, Tucker? You want to move on or do another hot seat or what? Uh, well, let's quick poll in the comments. Was that, was that hot seat productive? Do you guys want to see more helpful? of those or, or I can, or do we want to, do we want to hot seat the book ideas or not hot seat, but just post them. We got a mix, but it looks yeah, like most people are saying move on. Okay. So let's, let's uh, post your book ideas. So what's the, you know, the, the, the one paragraph thing? Let's hear some of them. Hal, Emily. Uh, so this is one of the early ones on the book description that's a little unclear to me. Reconceptualize functional concept-based approach to demystifying psychiatry so that it just makes sense by providing the reader with a basic understanding of the major topics to answer the questions of why. So they can then apply that knowledge contextually and take an active role in developing a solution-focused plan to unleash their potential. Lastly, be able to hold health professionals accountable and make them listen. 
I think I know what they. I think I know what they mean. So whoever wrote that, take out the fucking jargon. Yeah, please. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, you're, you're they're someone who's almost certainly in an academic discipline, like it's either psychiatry or something around it that uses a lot of jargon and they're speaking in their, their discipline language. If you're writing for your discipline, you can do that. If you're trying to help, which you said in there, you want to help other people understand it, you've got to drop all of the, the jargon from your language. All of it, every bit of it. All right, here's one, um, this is from Jay. Most real estate agents are passionate about serving clients with the sale of their biggest asset. Their excitement is dashed with failed transactions, swings in the marketplace in a volatile industry that provides unpredictable income. Any agent that wants to make more money with dream clients in less time must read this for the answers. No. That's a, that's fucking real estate people always trying with scammy sales shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of messing with you a little bit, Jay, but I'm not. The what do they get? You don't have to explain the whole book in, the, in that, but you, read this to get the answers is not what you get. Not, no. Uh, I'm going to, even something as basic as I'm going to teach you a four-step system to create a scalable lead flow so that you're, you constantly have business no matter what the market does, that by, is more than enough. I just made that up, right? But you got to actually tell them what the promise is. Not every piece of it, just what the basic promise is. Let's do one or two more. Uh, so this one I'm calling out because it seems like it's riding the line between memoir and uh, reputation. This book is about a young woman who had a picture-perfect idea of her future life, marriage, motherhood, the whole nine yards. It's a book for women or any mother whose picture-perfect life isn't quite what they envisioned. Navigating through IVF, cancer, addiction to pain pills, divorce, and the loss of her mother has left her feeling like a victim. You will learn strategies and exercises that you can utilize at home on a daily basis that can change your mindset and help you go from broken to making a breakthrough in your life. Yeah, I see what you mean. It, it does a total shift in the middle from complete memoir mm -hmm. to complete reputation book. <laughs> and the, yeah. the problem, the reason why this doesn't feel like a cohesive mix is because if you're like, what are you really giving the reader steps for? Because you yes. describe many different pro many different problems, IVF, cancer, addiction, divorce, like those are four separate issues with four separate strategies and four separate books. Yes. So if you want to combine them all, then make it a memoir and just tell your story. Uh, but if you want to teach the reader, you should get really specific about what it is that you're delivering to that specific person. I can almost guarantee you that person wants to write a memoir and doesn't feel like they're allowed to or it's valid. And so they, they want to, this is super common. People, in fact, Taylor, make this, I need to put this in the slides. Um, people, a lot of people will write a reputation book thinking that, that they that that's the only valid way for them to tell their story is by teaching others and, and, but really what they're doing is just lecturing others and, and and avoiding their story if you want to tell your story it's cool it's valid go do it if you want to help others accomplish a goal of theirs that's cool also go do it don't combine the two and pretend that one is the other just own whatever it is. And that's a great example of someone. And I'm just guessing that she wants to do memoir. I could be wrong. It could be the other way around. But um, that's an example of someone who feels like they're trying to combine the two. I think you nailed it. Hey, here, here's one um, that uh, feels like it nails that a little more effectively. It says, this book is my story of how I beat cancer using alternative methods. 
It will help people that have cancer become hopeful that they can beat cancer using alternative nutritional methods. My book is my story about my cancer journey and what I did to beat cancer and how my health is much better now and how they can do this too. Yeah. So that's, that that's, actually is like okay. Finding the right balance there. That is, that is, that, that is, that's a book that is a reputation book that teaches through story, your story. That's totally valid. Totally cool. That will totally work. As long as it's not, the book isn't called cancer, my story. It should be how to beat cancer with alternative methods or something like that. That's not the best title, but you see, you guys see like that, that's surrender experiment versus untethered soul. Hey guys, it's Charlie here. If you're enjoying the podcast, then you will love our free online workshops where we give you our exact step-by-step process for how to write, publish, and market your book. Again, this is 100% free and you can sign up at scribebookschool.com. During the workshops, we give you every piece of information you need to write a book, templates, video lessons, Q&As, and special tricks from your instructor, Tucker Max, a four-time New York Times bestselling author. There's no cost, no catch, it's just free. You can sign up for our next live workshop at scribebookschool.com. Back to the episode. All right, cool. Now, with this last section is the cocktail party pitch. This is gonna spin some people out, I'm just warning you, it will, but that's actually the point to see that what you're doing isn't aligned, right? If it is or it isn't aligned. So what's a cocktail party pitch? It's how would a real person recommend your book to their friends, right? So literally imagine like, Taylor, have me put a slide in here of just two people talking. I like, I want you to imagine in your head, um, like your ideal avatar reader that you've already uh, uh, sort of talked about. That person read your book and got the transformation. They're at a cocktail party or just any event and they're talking to another avatar of yours who's a friend of theirs who hasn't read your book. What do they say? Because they're gonna be excited to recommend your book, right? Because it changed their life. What do they say? Now, before we get into that, let me give you some sort of instructions. Why do people share? Two reasons. They share because they took a lot of value from the book and sharing it makes them look good to their friends, right? Okay, how do people share? They focus on the main benefit of the book and they state it simply and directly. They're not gonna use marketing language. They're not gonna say what you want them to say. So let me give you some good examples. This is, you got, everyone knows the book Grain Brain, like it was a massive bestseller. This book is, a, this was on their website. This book is a scientific and systematic examination of the health problems caused by eating grains and grain-based foods and a thorough detailed plan for what foods best replace grain-based foods. If someone said this to me at a cocktail party, I'd punch them in the face. Like what the hell is this, right? But what someone might say is, this book explains why bread is poison and makes us fat and it tells you what to eat instead. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like that's a thing someone would say. You might say it different if you love the book, but that's something I would say, right? Here's another one. Uh, this, book's, uh, this book explains why the simple trading system is the greatest trading system there is and proof the author's genius. This is what this dude wrote, actually. Uh, <laughs> no one would say that. That's marketing copy, right? What I would say is this book taught me how to easily trade options. I can barely add and I got it. Like that's a thing I would say. Another one. We saw this book before, JT, JT's book. I got there. This book is a story of enlightenment and accomplishment set against a backdrop of love and loss. Like that's like a fucking movie trailer. No one would say that. What I would say is this guy has an amazing story. His dad was a pimp and now he's this baller CEO. And you'd be like, oh, really? Tell me more. What? How? Like that's interesting, right? 
Okay. So again, this is how would a real person recommend your book to their friends? I want it to be, we're going to have you guys post it and it's going to be like a real sentence. So imagine like Emily is your avatar and she's saying it to Hal because that's what it's going to sound like. Okay. So write it down and then post them in the chat and we will have uh, Emily or Hal read them out loud, pretending to be your avatar. And Tucker will laugh at half of them. At least. <laughs> A minimum. Yeah. Listen, if you guys are getting stuff wrong, that's okay. The path to getting things right in a book goes through getting things wrong. There's no problem with getting like leave. If you want to judge yourself, I guess you can, like, I can't stop you, but we are not judging you. If you're getting things wrong, like Jacqueline was on, I'm super happy. She brought all that stuff up. That's how she gets past it. All right. We got someone in there. All right. I got one. Now I know why my mom didn't want me to masturbate. That's my favorite. Uh, um, okay, I, I can see well, someone saying that to somebody. I can. After three drinks. But there needs to be a preface. You should read this book. It taught me about sexual health and it explains to me why I didn't want my mom, why my mom didn't want me to masturbate or something like. There needs to be a preface. You don't just walk out, hey, how? I know why my mom didn't want me to masturbate. Could you fucking? Well, just see you later. <laughs> oh, God. All right, read more. This should be fun. Okay, here's another one. Life throws you curveballs. This book really helped me take those balls to the face more gracefully. <laughs> Actually, that's good marketing copy. That is really good marketing copy. Is life throwing you curveballs, question mark? Take the ball to the face gracefully with this book. That is not what someone would say to each other, but it is actually, that's actually, that, that is compelling marketing copy because I would look more at that book if I read that because I'd be like, well, who the hell wrote that? Like who, what book is about taking a curveball to the face? Are you tired of balls in your face? Have I got a book for you? <laughs> See, this is what we prime when we start with a masturbation uh, cue. It's, it's terrible. We're on a bad track. It's awful. Um, oh, no. Tucker, real quick, before we continue, a few folks have written in asking how much longer we're going to go because obviously we're going to go past the top of the hour. Yeah, we're going to go into outline next. And again, if you guys have to leave, it's cool. All of this stuff will be posted ASAP. Um, uh, so like, and, and there, there's already, if you look at the Scribe Book School page, which Taylor, I'm sure has posted many times and will post again, we have the, we recorded one of the workshops doing these instructions. They're not quite ideal for online. So that's why we're redoing this live, but it's all there, uh, like something that is enough to get you there. Uh, but we're going to, we're going to go until we not finish everything. We're just, we're going to finish this. Then we're going to do title. I, I guess we could start with outline tomorrow. Do you guys want to push outline to tomorrow or do we want to do it today? What do you guys think? It doesn't matter. I mean, the question is, do you want, well, so the reason we normally split it over two days is we're giving people time in between the two days to do work on it. So that's the big deciding factor. What do you, Charlie, what do you think? I think that's, I agree with Hal. I think that's a good idea. Just yeah. what we're delivered for today. If we can do some Q&A after that, that would be awesome. And uh, it's funny because everybody is writing in tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Oh, really? Um, I didn't yeah. see it. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, okay. So we can if do it the tomorrow. majority want tomorrow, cool. Okay. I think so, the one... So, 
The one downside, and this is just, you know, for those of you taking this as well, we throw all of that out at the front end because it takes a long time for your brain to kind of get in gear and spin on this stuff. Um, so just know that if we cover outline tomorrow, like you're going to have the same kind of overwhelm process tomorrow for sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, that's fine. We can let, let's go ahead and finish. North, North Star is the end of positioning. So it's actually a really good place to stop. Um, and what this will do is give you guys time to really think about positioning tonight. And then we can go into outline tomorrow. That's fine. Uh, we're going to teach it all anyway. So uh, if we do it tomorrow, that's fine. So North Star, this is essentially the sentence that's going to let you know you have a book positioning you want. So it's the last thing. And the, the template of the sentence is I will use my book to target audience and insert your audience by teaching them what your book idea is, which will lead to my ultimate goal of your objectives, right? So here's a good example. This is from the book, The Alter Ego Effect by Todd Herman. We, we helped Todd uh, write this book and I did the proposal, uh, even though I forget who published it. Um, I will use my book to target people who want success, which is a really broad audience, right? But now pay attention to the, um, uh, to the solution by teaching them how to use alter egos to succeed. That's a very targeted solution, right? Which will lead to my ultimate goal of more media clients and speaking. See, like, like that's a very clear statement. He knows exactly who his audience is. He knows exactly why they're gonna care, because they, they, uh, you know, he's gonna teach them why they'll care. They're gonna use alter egos to succeed, and he knows exactly what he's gonna get from it. And so like, when th this sentence, when you fill it out with your, your, to go back to your audience book idea objectives should tell you the positioning. Now you may realize this is not the positioning I want. This is not the book I want to write. Cool. Then you know you got to go back and make changes. No problem. Like if you get to the wrong positioning right now, it's okay. That's, you know, sometimes you got to go down bad paths to get to the right one. Okay. So right now, do your, I'll leave this up, write out, write this out on your template. And then when you Get done, copy and paste it into the chat, and then we'll read some out loud and give you feedback. Emily, Hal, which? Yeah, here's one um, that could use some conversation. I will use my book to target women ages 13 to 73 by teaching them to find true self-love, which will lead to my ultimate goal of public speaking on empowerment for women and girls. Why 13 to 73? Interesting like, age I mean, range. That is, <laughs> Why not I guess round up to puberty. 15 to 75. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess puberty is the point with 13. Um, but like, so that's basically all women. So again, that's an incredible, it's a huge audience and a huge idea. I'm not telling you you can't write the book, but um, it, it's, if you go broad in both audience and idea uh, and solution, then um, your odds of finding anyone like things that appeal to everyone usually appeal to no one. So now I'm not telling you it's impossible again. It's just like, I, we, I've been doing this for decades and I, I know what works that almost never works. My guess is that there's something specific about that author's journey to find their own self love that will help you get more specific about who you're writing to. Yeah, but about the, what the solution is and who your audience is. Yeah, that's what I would, if I was that author, I would dive into that really and try and be far more specific about it. All right, who's next? 
I will mm -hmm. use my book to target ambitious procrastinators by teaching them how to find their authentic motivation, focus, and flow, which will lead to my ultimate goal of clients. That's not bad. Ambitious procrastinators. I like that, actually. I know that's me. I know who that person is. That's, that's pretty solid, North Star, I think. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, yeah, you guys don't only have to read ones that, are, that have flaws. You can read yeah, good no. ones, too. Here's a good one. I will use my book to target deflated health seekers who feel less than healthy by teaching them lifestyle changes that are painless and fun, which will lead to my ultimate goal of establishing a wellness business. I, I like it. Gap, I see a gap there, though. The book doesn't establish the business for you. You got to recognize that there's yeah. other stuff going on. Oh, well, a book will help you get clients and it'll help you be part of what establishes the business. It's part of the plan, no doubt. Yeah. This one could stand to get a lot more specific. I'll use my book to target married men in their 30s, 40s, and 50s by teaching them how to live more intentionally, which will lead to my ultimate goal of more online course enrollments. I don't know what being married has to do with living intentionally or unintentionally, uh, but it, like these pieces aren't quite connecting. I, there's probably a good argument about why they connect. It's just not in there. Yeah. You see? Here's one. I will use my book to target people living with rheumatoid arthritis by teaching them how to take control of their health by navigating food, environment, and stress, which will lead to my ultimate goal of increased enrollment in my online groups. That's really tight. That's good. That's absolutely good. Yep. I will All use right. my book cool. to target young, insecure, lazy, wannabe artists by teaching them my music business methodology which will lead to my ultimate goal of helping people all around the world. Sounds yeah, like see, you need to lean more into the actual music business music. part of that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if this person is for real. I will use my book to target crazy people and those that care for them by teaching them why they aren't crazy, which will lead to my ultimate goal of unleashing our potential towards a utopian Star Trek society. <laughs> I think somebody's trolling us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is a funny troll. I get you, you good. If that's our first troll, that's pretty good. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. If you found this episode valuable, then definitely check out our free online workshops at scribebookschool.com. During the workshop, we'll teach you our exact step-by-step -step process for how to write, publish, and market your book. It's totally free, and you can watch it right from the comfort of your home. Again, you can sign up at scribebookschool.com. And beyond that, you can support the podcast by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay tuned because we have a lot of good stuff coming on Scribe Book School. Scribe Book School.